Hello and welcome to On The Stool. I'm very excited about this week's guest. He just got signed last year, so it's all very fresh and exciting. Uh, before we, we go on to the interview, I would just like to tell you about an incident that happened uh, this week, which is I was speaking to a uh, comedian with his own Radio 4 show, and um, he told me, oh yeah, that sounds sounds great, I'll do an interview, could you just send me a recording before I uh, officially agreed to it? And I said, yes, of course, so I, I did, I sent him um, an interview that I had done, and then he blocked me which uh, I, I thought was, was a bit surprising. I suppose he wanted to make sure that I did not contact him again, uh, asking what he thought of the interview. But it's quite, it's quite a, a strong action, if you know what I mean, blocking someone. It's sort of quite a strong statement there. Um, clearly, the interview appalled him so much that he could not bear... Uh, for me to message him again. Now, it is unfortunate for him, really, because I am also going to get a Radio 4 show at some point. Uh, and I, I imagine at that stage, he will unblock me and then repeatedly message me, you know, every week over a one-year period asking me, well, begging me, really, to have him on this podcast. And uh, it's going to be quite awkward, that, isn't it? Because I'm going to have to sort of say, well, you know, I'm not really sure. Um, I'm not sure. And also you can't undo the past, can you? Uh, you can't undo the past. So there you go. Um, very much looking forward to this interview, though. So uh, please uh, welcome the very funny comedian, Michael Akadiri. Welcome, Michael Akadiri. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me on. Appreciate it. I'm very excited, I must say, that you've agreed to come on the show. Yeah, no, it should, should be fun. Like, obviously, when you told me about it, I was really interested. And yeah, like, let's just get cooking. Let's get cooking. Yeah, indeed. So um, I'm, I'm going to be asking you some difficult questions, as, as mentioned. So, But let's start off uh, softly. Mm -hmm. What would you say is... Uh, missing from your act Michael missing I I could write more I'm not in a position where I've got like a plan b when I say a plan b I've got a plan a so I go to a, a gig I'm like okay, I'm gonna do this this and that in a lot of time I have so that's plan a if it goes tits up then I'll probably go to plan b which is crowd work but I haven't got a plan to see I've not got a okay do this material instead and that's definitely missing from my act so, Michael, you mentioned, uh, you know, wanting to write more if you if you had the time. Now, could you maybe find time to write at work? Yeah, I, I work in a hospital. So, you know, it's hospital is probably not the most place which is conducive with creativity. Uh, when you go see mm. a medical professional, you want them to stick to a script uh, that's already been written for them. You don't want them writing a new script, I'm sure. Right. OK, so. What do you do at the hospital, may I ask? Oh, you know, you can add us call. Uh, I work in uh, surgery. So I'm part of uh, 
on one of the orthopedic teams and we operate on people. I won't, I'm not going to lie and say I'm the main person. Sometimes I am, but more often than not, I'm assisting someone. Okay. Okay. Uh, so, so you're a sort of surgeon or, or assisting the surgeon. Yeah, yeah, Tra- trainee surgeon. Let's let's call trainee it trainee surgeon. Oh, very trainee. Cool, very yeah, cool we're, yeah, we're 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 working. We're working. Yeah. So so it's kind of difficult for you to try to test out material whilst operating on someone. I'm imagining. Yeah, well, that's a tough crowd, isn't it? So you're not going to get no feedback. So that's a very tough crowd. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, did did you did did you try just you know because if you have the surgery on autopilot like with your hands, did did you try sort of making some of the other doctors or nurses laugh? Uh, to be honest, I get outed more to try and crack a joke, but it's always it's always difficult to crack a joke when your your hands are you know deep in someone's knee or whatever it is. So you know, I I try to focus on uh, the body part. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm okay at multitasking, but I'm not the best. So I'd rather, you know, let, let's let's fix up this knee and let's get out of here. Then we can crack some jokes after. Okay. Okay. So that sounds like a good plan. I, I, I don't want to sabotage your medical career either. So uh, so I'm imagining there, there's a lot of uh, breaks, though, being a sort of a trainee surgeon. There's a lot of uh, uh, maybe breaks in between the surgeries. I mean, could you go somewhere quiet like you know where they put the dead people could you maybe go there and, and do some writing could that be an option uh yeah hr will let you think there's breaks but um whenever the breaks come i don't know if the morgue is uh again the best place uh i don't think that's most conducive with uh creativity i may be right. wrong i've never tried it i've never right. tried it but um I well, don't what, think... what, would, what would the issue be why are you not sure about this idea uh, i I think the faithfully departed, um, obviously, as you can probably imagine, uh, they uh, have a certain smell, and mm, I, okay. I just wouldn't want to be in such an environment trying to find laughs. I think I, I appreciate dark humor, but I, I think that's that's too dark. Okay, that's too dark. Okay, okay. So, so it so- it sounds like your writing place is a happy place. It's not a place of suffering. So the morgue wouldn't quite fit that kind of milieu. Yeah, I think yeah, my material, whilst it's not all happy go lucky, is is happier than that place. So it needs to be in an environment uh, which is happier than the morgue. Yeah, that's for sure. Mhm. Mhm. Okay. Do you think you're a, a likable person on stage? Uh, is a good question. I guess. I guess if they're laughing, if they're laughing, then yeah. Um, if they're not, then yeah, they probably probably think, who the fuck's this guy? Mm. Um. I mean, it strikes but, me just sort of talking to you. It strikes me uh, like you're you're a very likable, relatable person on stage. That's the aim. That's the aim, definitely. To for mm. someone for me to say my stuff and someone's like, yeah, you know what? I've gone through something similar. Or I get what you mean. Definitely. I I'm not really. As I said, it's more observational stuff. I and mean, obviously, when you go for observational, you're going for relatable, aren't you? Um, mm. So I hope people can relate to me. I I hope so. Because that's half the battle. It's not even yeah. about being the funniest. It's about being likable and marketable. And that will take you places more than necessarily being the funniest. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I, you know, I, I really dislike those people, actually, in comedy. What, successful people? Um, yeah, 
Yeah. Well, I mean, but, 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 but you know, particularly the ones that are sort of re- likable and relatable and, 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 you know, understand that it's half the battle. I just sort of resent them. I don't know why. Yeah. Well, they, they, they know the tricks of the trades. You, know, you can't, you can't hate the player. You got to hate the game. And that's the game. The game is to get to a stage where people want to pay money to see you and they got to like you to do that. No one pays for something they don't like unless it's the gas and electric bill. So, you mm. know. Mm. Well, I, I think I'm going to choose to to hate the player. That's what I'm, Michael. Oh, oh, yeah, no, that, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. You can you can hate the player. That a lot a lot of people hate the players. You, you're not you're not alone. You're not alone. So, I mean, you've touched upon something quite interesting there in in, in saying that that's half the battle. Do you feel like being a likable, relatable act on stage in a way is a, is a shortcut to writing really good jokes? Um, no, I, I don't think it's a shortcut. I think if you're going for observational, relatable stuff, then by chance, other people have gone through it too. And by chance, other comedians have experienced it. So by chance, other comics have gone for similar premises or gone for similar things. So it makes it a bit harder because you're like, you're now in a sphere where you're trying to put something up, a unique spin or your own spin on something which other people have probably touched upon. Which makes it a bit difficult because obviously, obviously, one of the number rules and number one rules in comedy is not to copy on anyone. So okay. you don't want to make you want to make sure that it's your own unique take on something that other people may have covered. Okay, um, so yeah. so you actually think that it's it's more difficult to make something relatable funny? Yeah, take um take dating for example. Every every comic and their dog probably has a dating joke or something related to dating or online dating and stuff. So if you're going to touch on that topic, you got to make sure whatever you're saying is so unique or so out of this world that only you would have said it, you know, otherwise it sounds similar to the other 30 people just up before you trying to tell dating jokes, you know? Okay. All right. Uh, th- that's very convincing. Very convincing player there, Michael. Very convincing. I try. So actually tell us about the best moment you've had in comedy so far. The best moment, um, I would say that was me winning uh, a competition down in Brighton a month before lockdown. So that was February last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I won a comedy competition, uh, the Comedia New Comedy Award. So could you tell us how you managed to get an agent? What was that journey like? Yeah, so... I'll, obviously, I'll try and make a long story short. So it was probably early 2019. I started just getting the attention of a couple and they would email me and sort of just keep tabs. I think a lot of the, lot of the time, obviously, different agents move differently. But the agents I was kind of speaking to, they're just more just sort of keeping tabs, you know, just checking in here and there. And I remember I got called to one of their offices quite early on. And it was the offices in central London. So I remember I took half a day off work and I was telling people at work, look, like I've got this meeting with an agent in central London. This is show business. This is how we do. I wore my, I wore, I wore my best suit. I probably wore my best suit, brought my best pen. Because I thought, obviously, if you're going to invite me to your office, I thought, well, we're signing papers. I thought that's what we're going to do. We're going to sign some papers. Mm-hmm. And maybe I'll get a little advance. So I went, I went there. Hmm. And, I, and I had my pen ready. And then uh, I get there expecting to see two copies of a contract to be signed, one for myself, one for them. And it was just a chat. They just wanted to speak to me. They just wanted to get an idea of who I am, what my ambitions were in comedy. And, you know, and they basically called me 
And they said, look, we could sign you now, but we don't want to take you off the market too soon, which... Um, what a weird thing to say. Yeah, so it was a mm. bit bittersweet, but they did keep in contact after that. So there was interest there. Yeah, so, so you went to uh, you went to work. You were like, see you later, buddies. You took a pen, thought you were yeah. going to sign some papers. A, a, a really and, good pen, by the way. A really, a really good, pen. good pen, yeah. Not, not your average black buyer. Like, I'm talking sure. serious. Showing off. What sure. kind of a pen was it? It was like a, 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 I think it was a fountain pen or something like that. Fountain pro- pen. Ooh, fancy stuff. Fountain yeah, pen. Yeah, like a, a, a real pen. I, mm. I wanted that ink to really dry, you know. So I, 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 was, I was taking this very seriously. But, you know, the feeling went mutual, which is cool. It's the game. That's the thing. It's, it's all about the game. And, um, mm. you know, uh, mm. I, I learned my mistake. But that's show business. So so we talked about some of your successes, obviously getting signed, winning winning the, that competition. Um, mm. let, let's talk about some of your failures. What do you perceive as some of your failures in comedy up to now? Oh, yeah, I've had a few. I've had a few. I remember... Uh, any open mic comedian in London or in and around London has probably done the King Gong. Um, my first time doing it, I was about uh, just over a year, about a year in, or just under, about a year, just call it a year, mm-hmm. into comedy. And I went up there, because obviously people telling me before, oh, no, you've you got to take time before you do this competition. It's brutal, it's brutal. That's the word everyone uses, brutal. Mm. And yeah, it was that watching watching people before we go up. Yeah, they, they yeah they they don't mess about out there. And um, a joke that I'd been doing, a routine I'd been doing, I thought was okay. Yeah, they weren't too. They weren't really trying to hear it. Um, and then when you have someone screaming from the back, get off the stage, and then you see the cards go up. And I, I think I got a minute in, so I did a minute. And it's just like, bruv, like they weren't trying to hear what I was saying. When you hear a random person saying, get off the stage, it's like, wow, wow. Like, I come to entertain you and you're telling me to get off the stage. Wow. Very humbling. I lasted about a minute. Okay. Uh, it's not nice being kicked off the stage, but kicking, helping kick people off the stage is very fun. I have to say that. When you're sure. just in the audience and you're like, boo, like, it, it's, it's very entertaining. I can see why it's a popular night. But have, be, like being told to get off, woof. Yeah, yeah, it takes a few days to get out of your system, man. But yeah. I went back okay. 18 months later and won. So, you know, um, I got my vengeance and that was a good feeling. Was well, good we, feeling. we don't we don't have to we don't have to hear that, Michael, because you already have an agent. So, you know, we already oh. know. You, you, oh, you know, it's fine. oh, it's fine. You oh, oh, mention yeah. it, you know, you don't need to oh. mention that. You've been oh, wow. Okay. I was, I was trying to, yeah. right, this pod is for um, other things, clearly. <laughs> um that's cool uh other things yeah yeah you know we're tr- i'm trying to give hope to the unsuccessful here you know they don't want to hear you just talking about how great you are you know what i mean like, <laughs> so. <laughs> so michael what keeps you up at night do you know what um i don't want to say keeps me up at night but things things i can improve in my comedy stuff like i know uh, if I'm being frank here, my, my online stuff's not the best. I always think of ways I can improve my online stuff or my online presence. Um, that's something that I think about. I wouldn't say it keeps me up at night, but it's definitely something I think, I think about. Okay. Um, so what, what keeps you uh, awake at night is uh, the your Twitter following. Yeah, it's poor. It's right. poor. And I, I say that, and that's not a discredit to anyone that follows me. I appreciate every single one, clearly, because I, I count it by the ones. Um, but... Um, I need to, yeah, I need to prove my social media following. Like, you know, it's part part of the game. If you get the streets to love you, then everything else becomes easier. Then the industry take note. 
a lot a lot of that happens nowadays, isn't it? If you get a good or big social media following, then it is easy to go to industry people and be like, hey, look, person X is doing this. And like, oh, really? They've got this amount of following and this many people check out their stuff. Mm. It makes it easier so, to sell. I mean, talking about that, talking about kind of trying to get, I don't know, go viral, get a bigger following. What do you think you could do to make that happen? Sort of silly videos or like, what are you thinking? That's the problem. I have no idea. Um, it's because you want to, idea, you want to do stuff which is aligned to your stuff on stage. Ideally, you don't have to, but you want it to be the same person, the same persona. Like you don't want to be doing videos online where you're dancing with glitter when on stage there's nothing about glitter there's no dancing there's nothing it's you want it to at least have some consistency Mm -hmm. because obviously if you build up a social media following and people want to come see you live based on the online presence you have they may be disappointed when they come and see you right um so you want to make i mean do you not think that you dancing in glitter would actually get a lot of views it probably would get views that's the thing it probably would get views. i would like to watch that video personally incidentally i i find i the videos where I've, I've put a couple videos of dance of me dancing in in silly oh, right. circumstances with um just with a silly caption to right. match the dancing, and they do better than some of the videos I spend a lot longer on trying to script write the script. So yeah. uh, clearly, people that follow me enjoy that content more than the sort of scripted more scripted content I make. But that's right. just social media, isn't it? Well, I mean, it's it's either social media or you have a, a Twitter presence that uh, where people disturbingly want to just look at your body. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> uh, obviously, admittedly, I was fully clothed. Um, but course, yeah, maybe, course, yes. maybe, maybe there is something in that. Maybe people just want to see me move what I've got. Yeah. Shake, uh, shake yourself or whatever the expression is. Yeah, 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 exactly. Well, it, I mean, maybe you could give that a go. I, who, who knows if, you know, if that could help grow the good old following. Just a couple of dancing videos, if that's working well for you. Yeah, but that's the thing. It's, um, I wouldn't want to be known as the dancing comedian. Mm. Now, if you, uh, you know, we're looking kind of five years ahead. Yeah. Um, what, what does success look like for you and what kind of, uh, backstage requests would you make like uh, specific sandwiches or brands of drinks oh since, okay before we get into the the food bit because i'll get too excited if i start early with that um success you know what success would be having my own fan base and when i say own fan base i.e a fan base i could tour i could headline tour or do my own tour and mm-hmm. people see my name and are like i'm gonna buy tickets to see him perform uh-huh. Now that is success to me in terms of stand up. Right, um, okay. In terms of backstage request, uh, my rider. Whew, I I want I want lamb chops. I need to have some lamb in there. I need some I need some lamb 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 chops. La- they have to be hot. Chop. I'm assuming or, or oh, cold. They, 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 well. they, they, no, they no, they if they're cold, then bring them to me. They got to be right. hot. They got to be cut. They just got to come off the grill. Okay, Ring the, come with the grill. Okay, so so take, uh, kind of a health risk for the for all, your entire audience, but no, that's no, right. like, either way, they, I want them fresh off the grill. If they have to come off the grill in front of me, fair enough. But I want it fresh off the grill. They better not come lukewarm. They better come piping hot. You got okay. you got the lamb chops in there. Uh, do you have any any dip requests? I mean, it sounds like you're just eating these lamb chops so just in one uh, go. Dip, dip, oh, well, you can have some mint sauce. You, lamb and mint is a combination that uh, needs to be respected. 
Okay. Okay. Cool. And anything? Any other like requests about the you know who who who's allowed in or 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 objects in the in the backstage room or anything else? No, to be honest, it's just good vibes, man. Just good vibes. Just some music, maybe some chilled out music in the back. Um, obviously, if I'm anyone, you have security. Um, but some someone that can perform security duties around just in case someone wants to, you know mess up my money i don't know my obviously at that, at that point <laughs> take your lamb your chops voice, take my lamb chops you know or your voice your voice is your money so i don't know coming and punching me in the throat because that's my money you punch right. my throat you take away my money so i, I want to make sure that your throat is, is sort of scarf yeah, there that is your money that's the thing as a comedian your throat you talking is the money so I didn't home, think about that. Mm. As a comedian, your voice box is your money. So make sure you protect the voice box most definitely. So, Michael, tell us, uh, why do you think you are not yet on television? Um, it's a combination of things. I could obviously start by looking at myself, which you should always do. Maybe my material is not good enough for TV yet. Maybe I'm the right producer for the right TV shows that see me yet. Um, and maybe it's not been the right time as well. So sort of those three things, I would say. So what do you think we could do to get a producer to to pick you to go on on television? Could you like, I don't know, stalk them, wait outside their house with cake? I don't know. What, what could you do, possibly do to convince them? Yeah, I wouldn't do that in this climate. That's for sure. Uh, not everything that's going on. Um <laughs> Uh, that no be stalking, my first. no stalking for a COVID pandemic. No. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no stalking. Let's let's eradicate that. But um, you know what? It comes back to if the streets like what you're doing, then the producers in the industry follow. So if if I'm putting out good content online, then the producers don't need to come to a show because they would have seen a few videos that they like, you know. So mm. it's on me really to obviously once I need to make sure my writing's tight. I got to make sure that whatever content I put out is 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 good content, is worthy content. Uh, I mean, could you put out videos of you uh, doing surgery on someone's knee? Do you reckon that would get lots of views? Uh well, it depends. I, well, I need to go on YouTube to see if people are really messing with that type of content. Maybe mm. I'll ch- I'll type in knee surgery and see how many people watch. But also, yeah. that's the thing. It's a false pretense. So. If I did something like that, and if people come to the show expecting me to perform life surgery, they're going to be disappointed. Yeah, I mean, you'll need to explain it. You'll need to explain, you know, sort of do stand-up by night and surgery by day, wouldn't you? You'll have to put that in there in the caps lock. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's also something they would all need to be aware of, so... I mean, again, I kind of feel like if it, you know, it, it could potentially work out if you if you learn how to do surgery whilst also cracking jokes at the same time. I feel like that's really a, an unexplored territory. You know what I mean? Yeah, it is. Um, it's unique. It's unique. I, I'll give I'll give you that. It's, I don't think many people can um, can can claim to do that, and that's probably a good reason for that. Mm, mm. So, uh, Michael, if there was a film about your life what would the trailer show Ooh, what would it show i think it will have to show obviously me being oh, i don't know if they're me being born obviously the start of the start of my life you've got a, a chronicle the start mm. of that most well, but it's, it's a trailer though so it doesn't 
I mean, probably we don't care about your birth at that point. Oh, damn. Oh, damn. Okay. Well, it's a, um, a two-minute trailer. So, you know, you damn, just gotta, I, gotta have, I, the, have the lowlights and the highlights in there. That, 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 that is the highest. That's how I got here. How can you just, <laughs> how can you just take out the... This is how I got... This is my arrival, my grand entrance. You just want to dismiss it? Okay. Well, um, a, we, we all know what a birth looks like. I mean, I just don't think well, that... But, but get... this is my birth. Yeah, but it'll look like anyone else's birth, won't it? Damn, oh, damn. Okay. <laughs> you don't, don't give a damn about my birth, okay? Uh, just no, fine, to fine, fine. Okay. Let's, have, let's have your birth in there if you think that yeah. will yeah, help. Will be there. What a blockbuster did. that'll be, just the that, baby's bold head in there. Yeah. I, I had one hair when I was born, thank you. Did you? I had one. Right. One, okay. one, like Good two less than Homer, but one. Okay. Um, so, but yeah, yeah I, came, I came to this world... And yeah, you gotta have the birth in there. You probably gotta have ooh, anything from school, which was interesting. I'm yeah, I remember being excluded from school. I like years back. Oh, it must have been like ten, no, twelve years ago, maybe now. I went to a, a sixth form, which was kind of a kind of posh sixth form, and I went there with a Mohican, and the tea, head of year didn't like it. I got excluded, and I had to go to this Turkish barber to get it removed. Which was what, is a, what is a mo- 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 Mohican? So it's a type of hairstyle. So um, Beck, David Beckham had it like 20 years ago, which probably isn't the most useful. Uh, it's basically where people have a stripe of hair, okay. which goes from the start to the back. But um, Right, and you, yes. you got that as a kid. You thought that was cool. I was 16. Yeah, I was like, okay. yeah, this is this yeah. is the in thing. I'm going to rock this. And then the head of year didn't like it. Apparently, it was a prohibitive hairstyle okay. I, I, I didn't i didn't see the rule book on that they never showed me i, I wonder why because they should just made it up on the spot and she was on her very high horse and she was like yeah you, you're excluded until you get that sorted so i had to go to this random turkish barber who when i walked in he looked like he didn't know what to do with me right. and um he just cut it off he used what he had and he cut it off right he just cut it off okay yeah so oh, this would actually this you would feature this very nice little tail in your trailer yeah that made me really that experience yeah because it showed me that in life people won't always support what you do you know and people we will question things you do and so it just told me look you got you gotta make sure your your pattern you gotta make sure that you get everything in order because there's people out there who don't give a toss so that's what it kind of showed me really Right. So, so I mean, in, in short, the hairstyle was right, they were wrong kind of thing. Oh, 100%. Of course they were wrong. Because yeah. to this day, they've never shown me the evidence that I was wrong. She just said it. I don't think she had any, there was no yeah. legislation to prohibit what I had going on. But mm-hmm. there we go. That's what the institution can do to you. Yeah. Well, yeah, you should do that haircut now and uh, wear it proudly, I think. Yeah, that, but that, that's it. My my hairline left me before I had the opportunity to do oh, that. Right. But, oh, that's a shame. but it's a shame. It's a shame. So it's almost like she got her way. That was the beginning of my downfall, really. But it is what it is. Things okay. happen. Okay. So is that it in the trailer? So it's your birth and then the the hair experiment. That's it. Yeah, and then maybe maybe uh, graduating medical school can be in there sure. as as well. And sure. yeah, put that in. That's a nice little positive sort of thing. But what about the comedy though? That's not in there. Oh, the comedy will be in there. I was going to either put my first time on stage or maybe win in that competition. Either or. Okay. Okay. Not the King Gone. Not the get off oh, the stage bit. Yeah, well, that, that could be one of the low points. Could yeah. It was a low point. Let's put that in there. I, I, I'll, I'll like to see that. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure you will. I'm sure you'll get off on that. <laughs> oh, dear. Gosh, I've run out of questions, but I feel like we should end on something positive. I don't know. What, what do you want to end on? Do you want to end on something positive? If you've got something to mind, then yeah, why not? What, what do you tell yourself before you go on stage? Ooh, good one. Um, I tell myself, don't fuck it up. Um, really, yeah, really don't fuck it up. And yeah, enjoy it. Okay. If you died today in a tragic accident, obviously, what would you say on this podcast? Mama, I love you. <laughs> the Spice Girls song. Yeah, if you, they can play the Spice Girls back to if they want, but it's just simply mom. My dad's around too. I should I shouldn't really say it like that because they're both around. Oh but um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I love my parents. I love you. That's what I would say. All right. I mean, I I have to admit, I, I like the mama bit better. Yeah, yeah. Mama does have a better room to it, but it then does. part of me, part of me thinking, but people think that your dad's not around, and then it feeds into a, a trope. But it's not. You know, he's, he's fully around. Like he's he's there. Okay. I just want people to know he's there. I don't know okay. why I'm making that clear, but he's So there. maybe maybe you could, it could just be, Mama, I love you, and then with the footnote about your dad. Yeah, like, yeah, he's fully around. He's like, fully around, but yeah. Mama, I love you. Okay. But it's, yeah, the Mama gets the love. Brilliant, brilliant. Uh, Michael Gadiri, uh, thank you so much for coming on the show. Really enjoy that. Yeah, thank you for having me. No, not a problem. Not a problem at all. Thanks very much. Easy, peace. <laughs>